Hey everybody, it's the Never Heard of a Podcast. This is a show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks and yours. I'm Sean Harwell, and I'm joined, of course, by the co-crack here, Craig Moorhead. How are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Uh, I'm doing great every single time. You can always count on me to say that I'm doing great. No matter what, I could be on fire. I'm going to tell you I'm doing great. Hmm. Uh, and um, So you're saying you're a liar. Uh, yes. Well... Certainly, that would suggest that some of the time I'm lying. Yeah, because no one's great all the time. But for your sake and for the listeners' benefit, I'm great, Sean. How are you doing? Well, I'm great too, then, Craig. Excellent. This is just great. It is. This is also great. Holy crap, man. It's August. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going <sighs> to wrap this year up pretty soon. Yeah, it's just going to not stop being a Santa. And I feel like I've said that repeatedly mm-hmm. already. So we'll say no more and move forward to the part where you tell people where they can come say hello if they would like to do so. I would love to do that, Sean. Thanks. Here's the places that you can find us. If you want to talk to us, you want to suggest a movie to us, which is really actually one of the most helpful things you can do. Because, man, we've gotten some really great suggestions of movies mm-hmm. that I don't think we would have ever looked at otherwise. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Never Podcast. On Facebook, it is also at Never Podcast. On Instagram, it's N-H-O-I-T Podcast. That's N-H-O-I-T Podcast. Uh, So you can get in touch with us there. You can see whatever things we post. We're not huge posters, but we're there. We check that stuff. We monitor it. You know what I mean? So check that out. Yeah. Um, And you can find the actual podcast if anyone asks for directions. You can point them towards Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Uh, I mean, you'll find it on any podcast app that you have, I believe. And if you could subscribe and or review, you know, just leave a couple stars or something, that always helps people find the podcast, uh, which would be super helpful and would make us very happy you know what would make me happy is sean if you said something now sure uh, um yeah oh god you put me on the spot yeah, sorry um, you did great so just gone with something no it's it's very very true as we've mentioned before social media is not necessarily where we excel in frequency true however this podcast pretty much runs like a clock, doesn't it? I mean, we're here hey. almost every week for you. Yeah. So that's what matters the most. But yeah, feedback is always nice. And uh, y- yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> I'm excited, Craig, though, mm-hmm. because the month of August has two movies that I'm extremely excited about. And I've said this before, but are kind of up my alley for the stuff that I love doing on this show, which is, you know, it, it is fun to go into the areas of things that are just, you haven't heard of any of the people involved. And then there's, you know, stuff that's maybe just from a time era where the people involved, either you haven't heard of or they're all just dead. Right. Um, but this month we've got two movies that they have people that are very much alive. Yes. and were very much stars either at the time or still are, uh, have interesting filmmakers behind them. And just I haven't seen either one of these, even a clip. And um, 
I don't know. I, I have, I'm not hearing a lot of chatter about them. Maybe they're, maybe it's out there. Maybe it happened and just uh, completely missed us. But I'm psyched. The first movie we're doing is Stay Hungry, which is, I mean, how many times have I told you to do that, Craig? You tell me to do that constantly, especially if I'm yeah. asking for food. And, I mean, I and it usually washes out that, yeah, you were right. I should have stayed hungry. Yeah. yeah. Stay hungry. Stay gold. I've got a lot of stays. Oh, you got a lot of uh, stays. Stay away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stay away is a big one. This is a 1976 comedy drama. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's going to clock in at an hour and 42 minutes. It's rated R, correct? So bring your children. Oh, boy. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this one for, God, at least, I'm going to say four reasons here. And uh, you're probably going to cover all four of them when you tell us who made these folks. But had you had you heard about this film at all? Or is it, was the title sort of one you were kind of... Uh, familiar with at least in a loose way well i can say yeah i can say in a very loose way that i was familiar with it uh mainly because i i've always sort of been aware of those early arnold schwarzenegger movies Mm -hmm. uh and you know just knowing the story of how he was just dead set on basically becoming a movie star and thinking about like those these first forays of his into the into this industry uh, but I mean, I'd never really given this a lot of thought. To be honest, I didn't really want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger acting in the early films. Uh, not because <laughs> Do I don't you like him. Speak? Yeah. <laughs> he seems like he's okay. a swell guy, but uh, I don't know. The, the movies themselves. Uh, I, well, what's the first one? Hercules in New York or something? Correct. Yes. Uh, and I, maybe there's a doc before that. Yeah, Pumping Iron. Pumping Iron. Which I haven't seen that, but that's supposed to be really good. Yeah, yeah. But it's a documentary. It's not, yeah, it's not him acting. Exactly. Generally, I wasn't interested. And, and I'm sure this would have been one that if I just saw the poster, and the poster I'm thinking of, actually, there's a large image of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I didn't look at anything else on there, I'd kind of feel like, I don't, I don't really want to watch people <laughs> working out. That's not what I'm yeah. here for. But this movie, that this is one of those great things. Like, then you look a little bit closer at this movie... And you realize this is a little gem. It's like another little vein of of oh, movies God, from yeah. the '70s that you already like love, and you just realize, oh, all these people are involved with this. Like this might be great. Totally, and I think this will probably be one that a lot of people, yeah, will be like, oh, I've heard of this. Of course, I have. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely was not aware of like it didn't click with me that the director was who it was, and we'll get to all that in a right. second. But yeah, I don't know. I suspect it, it. There's probably a lot of people who are like you, like, yeah, okay, they're Schwarzenegger, but anything pre-Terminator, eh, I don't know if I need to see, right? Right. So we're gonna we're gonna take one for the team on that front and see what uh, Stay Hungry has to offer us yeah. uh, in Schwarzenegger land and elsewhere. So, without further ado, I think maybe you should uh, walk us through the walk and talk us through the talk. Who made this thing? Well, here's the deal, Sean. The movie was directed by Bob Rafelson. I call him Rafelson. Would you say Raffelson? Rafelson is what I always... Yeah. All right. I just thought maybe that's like the nickname. You just call him Rafelson. You don't call him Bob or Rafelson. Oh, I call him Rafe. Oh, even shorter. Okay. totally gets confused when Rafe finds us around, but... All right. I mean, now I'm just name dropping. Okay, anyway. You are a little bit, yeah. Bob Rafelson directed this. Now, you would know Bob Rafelson from... uh, Probably, I would say his most famous would be Five Easy Pieces. 
hands down. The yeah. Nicholson movie also did the King of Marvin Gardens, did a number of Nicholson movies, did a mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff, though. Bob was one of these people who uh, was uh, one of these guys in the 70s who really came in and started mixing stuff up. It was written by Charles Gaines, uh, who wrote the novel of Stay, Stay Hungry. It was a book first, also starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? Well, probably not. <laughs> but it depends on how you know how you think about it, how you cast the book mm-hmm. in your head. Uh, but he also wrote the doc, um, Pumping Iron. The docs, uh, bo- both of them, Pumping okay. Iron and Pumping Iron Two. He wrote mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then Bob Rafelson uh, has story credit on this, uh, which he also has, uh, or screenplay credit on this. And he also has uh, uh, story credit on Five Easy Pieces, King of Marvin Garden, screenplay for Mountains of the Moon, about explorers mm-hmm. looking for the source of the Nile. I really haven't seen a lot of Bob Rafelson movies. I'm going to talk about that one specifically. Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I have like the BBS box set yeah. from Criterion, which of course, like Rafelson, uh, as a producer, I mean, Jesus, uh, Easy Rider and Last Picture Show, between that and uh, five easy pieces of his own, that's like yeah, '70s defining drama right there. Like that's oh, it. Yeah. And then also they made the Monkeys movie Head and a bunch of other stuff. Right. Um, as a as a production company, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like what I know of him was just like they were like the original independents. Um, yeah. And and they were sort of the men behind Hopper and, mm-hmm. and Easy Rider and just exploded on the scene. So, but I'm with you, like not very long ago, I found myself looking at his filmography and I think that's why I threw Stay Hungry on the, on the possible to-do list. I was like, Jesus, yeah, like I probably saw Five Easy Pieces again uh, within the last two years, I'd say I watched sure. it. It's incredible. Such I mean, that a good movie, movie is insanely good. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I can't believe like I haven't seen anything else that this guy has done. So... I'm with you. I was like, I, I just need to remedy that. That seems insane to me that like that movie is so good and yeah. I've seen nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, he he, he definitely was not hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, the movie is also produced by Bob, uh, who also produced 1981's Postman Always Ring, Rings Twice. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess it says that he was uncredited on Last Picture Show and Easy Rider. Um, really? But yeah, I mean, Weird. exactly. He was... A part of all that like amazing yeah. stuff maybe he wasn't like an on-set producer but right i know he was involved yeah for sure interesting uh the other producer on it is harold schneider who produced yep. war games uh also a producer on the last picture show days of heaven five easy pieces harold also not doing bad uh nope. music is by byron berline uh, Byron composed only one other movie called Stingray in 1978, but he also did work in the movies The Rose and Basic Instinct. I think it seemed to be performing music in the movies. Like the credits okay. seem to be, yeah, uh, crediting him as, as a performer in the movie. There was music in Basic Instinct? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it's in the club. Like There's like music? a club bit where okay. they're uh, okay. dancing. I mean, the rose is that Bette Midler thing, right? Yes. And he's not Bette Midler. Right. But very famously, there was music that came from that movie, yes. Yes. You, yeah, you really couldn't miss the music in that one. There was a lot more 
killing and nudity in Basic Instinct than there was music, as I remember. <laughs> okay. Yes. So that might be part of what's throwing you off there. Mm. Uh, also, Bruce Langhorn uh, is credited with uh, music by here, and Bruce composed the music for Melvin and Howard. Uh, which is a nice little Still movie. have not seen Melvin and Howard. Yeah. I mean, that's another one. I kind of need to do a Jonathan Demi dive yeah. because, man, yeah. he's got some movies that I just completely forgot he did. The uh, DP we have here is Victor J. Kemper, uh, who also shot Clue, Dog Day Afternoon, The Jerk, Friends of Eddie Coyle, Tommy Boy. Oh. He shot a lot of nice stuff there. Uh, you ever seen Friends of Eddie Coyle? I have not. It's a cool movie. Yeah. I, I've I've heard so many things about it, and uh, I really do want to see it. He's also he also shot the next movie we're doing, but we'll get into that uh, in a really? couple okay. weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A nice little connection there between these two, besides the fact that we want to watch them. Editing here is by John F. Link. John, let me tell you something. If John, John F. F. Link, if Sorry. that poor guy hated 80s action movies then he must have hated his entire life because he edited oh, Die Hard, Predator, Roadhouse, and Commando. What? Oh, my God. Like, at least those. Yeah. I mean, oh, I hope he loved that. That, yeah. that would mean, have been done. great. Yeah, you don't have to do anything else the rest of your life. It's oh, just what like, a yeah. terrific run. Yeah, um, seriously. Like, wow. Uh, it looks like he stopped in 2000. I don't know. Maybe he just he got his start in the fifties. So I don't know. It doesn't have a, a like birth date oh, okay. on here. I don't know how old he is, but perhaps he just retired. So, <sighs> Cherry Falls was his last movie, two thousand. Thank you so much, John F. Link, for all you mm -hmm. gave us. Uh, cast including the Mighty Ducks. Sorry, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. He didn't Not only bad. do action. <laughs> I didn't mean to be <laughs> took a turn there, but that, yeah, right. But uh, oh man. Those, I mean, really, those four. That's wow, so yeah. great. Like, if you go to any film school party, mm -hmm. somebody's talking about one of those movies at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'd be the mm -hmm. most popular person there. Anyway. Yes, you would. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, uh, casting by Diane Crittenden. Now, Diane cast Witness, cast Star Wars... Wow. And then and then just got out. She was like, I cast that. I'm not yeah, spending my time yeah. on all these sequels. I'm out of here. Uh, mm. She also cast Spider-Man 2, Sean, Badlands, Days of Heaven. Diane God. knows what she's doing. That's a, yeah, it's a strange mix of movies. It but, really yeah. is. It really is. But a very cool mix of movies. I mean, man, those are all, that's another one. If you just did those five movies, you just leave. Yeah. And go to a film school party. Link up with Link. And then yep. have a conversation. She's the missing link. She, she is. Uh, but thanks to Diane, here's who is starring in the movie. The people you're going to see on the screen. And this isn't mm -hmm. even really everybody. This is, this is most everybody. There's a lot of people in here, yeah. Numero uno, we've got Jeff Bridges. And Jeff Bridges is playing a character named Craig Blake. You'd remember Mr. Bridges from such movies as Tron, The Big Lebowski, Starman. His first appearance, Sean, was in 1951 as the infant in a train station in the movie The Company She Keeps. He was an hmm. infant. 
Didn't know that. That's his first, and now he's like a very old man. Was he man. high? What's that? Was he high? Absolutely. Yeah, probably. Absolutely. He had sunglasses on. Um, the, the last picture show, of course, he was in Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. So good. King Kong, True Grit. It's Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. guys. It's Jeff Bridges. Is this the first movie we've done that he's been in? It seems almost impossible, I but I think you're one. right. Yeah, I don't think we've done another yeah. Jeff Bridges movie. Um, oh, that's cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, have we done one with Sally Field? Because that's nope. also very exciting to me. Sally Field yeah. is in this movie as Mary Tate Farnsworth. Great name. <laughs> uh, now, Sally, uh, I believe, started started out, or at least very early in her career, she played Gidget on TV. You ever watch the TV show Gidget? I've seen it, but yeah. I mean, good God knows it's been a long time, but yeah. It was in reruns at some point during my childhood, because yeah. I swear I watched every one of those somehow. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Gidget... Uh, in 1965 now of course she's in Smokey and the Bandit Norma Ray, Steel Magnolias Punchline and then Forrest Gump she went from being Tom Hanks love interest to his mom in six years that's crazy think about that I'd rather not uh, she was also in the two amazing Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. uh, Sally Field fantastic Sally Field and Jeff Bridges headlining and then we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger coming in as Joe Santo. I think that's an interesting name to have given an Austrian fellow. Yeah, as soon as you hear him talk, you think, hey, Joe, <laughs> yeah. how's it going, Santo? Definitely Joe Santo. Yep. Uh, you may have seen Arnold in such movies as Terminator, Predator, Total Recall, Conan the Barbarian, Commando, The Running Man, uh, which was a Stephen King story, then an action thriller, and now a dope, dope move on the disco floor, in the disco <laughs> round, Sean. That's true. Yes, I've seen you do it many times. Oh, I can't stop doing it. It's my signature move. And, uh, of course, he's going to be in the upcoming Legend of Conan. Do you, uh, you got a favorite Arnie movie? We maybe have talked about this when we did uh, Commando. Yeah, we may have talked about it. Uh, and, and I'll probably uh, not say the same thing I said before, if there is a favorite. But, I mean, mm-hmm. pr- honestly, probably Terminator. That was a really big one for me. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I was more T2. Mm-hmm. That just clicked for me age-wise. Sure. I, still, I still like Predator, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... There's something to that. It's interesting. Like, you know you're not getting a huge range with him, but you sure. know exactly what you're getting. And he delivered the goods. We've got R.G. Armstrong as Thor Erickson. You know what the R.G. stands for? Uh, no, what does it stand for? Really great. Oh, really great Armstrong. <laughs> Yeah. That's so that's that's good. He's a little conceited. Yeah, no, he's really great. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, and it's funny because yeah. I see now his character name is Thor Erickson. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which it feels like if you were gonna give Schwarzenegger a name. Exactly. You got Thor Erickson in your script. Give him give him that name. You know what happened was Arnold showed up on the first day, had memorized all the Joe Santo lines. Oh, okay. <laughs> Joe Santo's an accountant. So he just started answering every time they were yeah, talking. Yeah, so really <laughs> great. Really great is, is, is in the Arnold role. But you would have seen RG in such movies as Children of the Corn mm. and Dick Tracy. He played Prune Face in Dick Tracy. Now, he's, wow. he's kind of a character actor. He's the kind of face that you're going to know it when you see it. Uh, kind of prune face. As mm. are a lot. Very pruney. Heavy on the prunes. 
Now you've got Robert England as Franklin. Yes. Robert England has a ton of credits, but he's Freddy Krueger. That's all you got to say. You're going to be looking at Freddy Krueger throughout this whole movie. Yeah, somebody, I watched a um, teeny tiny clip of this on YouTube, and like one of the first comments was like, Tron, the Terminator, and Freddy Krueger are all in the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Say no more. It's like, damn, that's crazy. That's right. Yeah. That is. That's that's awesome. Uh, and and Forrest Gump's mom. Yeah, and Forrest Gump's mom. Yeah. Uh, we've got Helena Kalyanit. Oh boy, I should have warmed up before this. Yeah, that's a tough one. I saw it. Helena Kalyaniotis. Neotis. Helena Kalyaniotis. I think that's not probably far off. Hmm. Uh, she's playing Anita. Now she was in Five Easy Pieces as well. And you might remember her as the uh, character Palm Apodaca. She sits in the back not, of a... actually. What's that? I might not, actually. You, might, you might not by name. I don't recognize the name. Okay. Uh, she sits in the back seat uh, of, of the car. The, the, the place that I remember her is she's sitting in the back seat of the car as Nicholson's driving. They got like four people uh, in the car. Yeah. And she just keeps talking about how everything's crap. All this crap, <laughs> crap, and more yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh Great, great, intense lady. She she uh, had had another one. Uh, the Kansas City Bomber seemed to be about uh, hmm. uh, roller derby with Raquel Sweet. Welch. Yeah. Oh wow. We've got Scatman Crothers, Sean. Yes. As William. Now, of course, you've seen him in The Shining, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and you definitely saw him in The Shootist if you've been following this podcast. That's right. Uh, he had some great scenes with John Wayne. Scatman Crothers is always fantastic. That was season three, episode 28, in case you want to go back and check it out. Wow, you pulled that off the top of your head? Uh, of course, yeah. No, I have them all cataloged right here in the old noodle, Sean. Hmm. Very good. Uh, last but not least, I've got Ed Bagley Jr. as Lester. Boom. Oh, I love Ed Bagley Jr. Now, you've seen him in Transylvania 6, 5,000, St. Elsewhere. And also in uh, a late 70s, uh, in, in the uh, 70s Battlestar Galactica, he uh, appeared maybe just once as a character by the name of Ensign Greenbean. Hmm. Yeah, that, that was the state of sci-fi back then. But Sean, that's all I've got. So I'm interested to find out what you have about Stay Hungry. Well, I was looking at the name Fanny Flagg, because she's in this as well. Yes. And I was like, why do I know that? She wrote the novel for Fried Green Tomatoes. But oh. she was also in, um, she was in Five Easy Pieces? She played a character, she Stoney, was. who, yeah, I don't remember that name. Okay. I know, and that's why I didn't put her in there. I'm so sorry, Fanny. No, I'm just like, you know, I just waxed about uh, how great that movie is and completely blanked yeah. on who these character names are. Oh, I hear you. Anyway. Yeah, maybe there's more surprises even to find out in the cast when we see it. But yeah, that's a pretty darn good starting place. So there's one name you did not mention from the crew that the first little bit of production Mm -hmm. trivia I had was about this person. And that Mm. is Toby Carr Rafelson, who was Bob Rafelson's wife at the time. And this was the last film that they worked together. She was a production designer and she worked on Five Easy Pieces and Mm -hmm. uh, several others with him prior to that. But it said that, quote, when she learned husband Bob played, that's the word they used, with one woman too many on this film, including Mm -hmm. Forrest Gump's mom, Sally Field, 
She filed for divorce, which was granted shortly after the film's release, and she never worked for Rafelson again. Boy. So, yeah, these things happen, and, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about um, a different article on, on Rafelson that I read recently, but there's one from Esquire uh, within the past year that is is uh, is pretty awesome, and, uh, yeah, he seems like a prickly pear. Um Sure. I think he was friends with Hunter S. Thompson, so that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe the fact that his marriage wasn't rock solid at the time shouldn't come as a surprise, but uh, <laughs> doesn't doesn't mean it was good news nonetheless. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot about bodybuilding in this thing. And uh, here's something that I thought was kind of comical and sadly did not make the movie, but maybe it's floating around on a DVD somewhere or something mm-hmm. in the extras. So... Jeff Bridges recalled that um, there was a workout scene they did, right, where he was doing, quote, toe raises, whatever that is. And it says that Schwarzenegger was riding on his back for weight, (laughs) which it feels like if Schwarzenegger is on your back and you're Jeff Bridges, you're not going to be able to even raise your toes. That that. seems difficult, yeah. But it said that due to the uh, angle that they had the camera set up on, it totally just looked like they were having sex. (laughs) (laughs) And... He said that, uh, uh, well, this from IMDb said that Jeff Bridges laughed uproariously and was extremely disappointed that it was cut for the film. But I, I, do, like, I feel like no <laughs> matter how serious right. this movie gets, like that would be the ultimate like nice yeah. little bit of uh, tension cutting to have that shot in there. So too bad. <laughs> would it. you believe, and maybe you've seen some of the images of Schwarzenegger in this movie, he actually lost a lot of weight during this movie. No crazy and it says and this is maybe just written by somebody who's like one of these just complete fanboys but it said he did so because he didn't want to look too much bigger than his competitor in the in the film played by ken waller right and so right after this movie ended though he had to work hard to gain it back because he was still competing in the mr olympian contest which was the fall after they shot and uh guess what craig what he won boom well that's true that's why he's always been the man of the universe yes and i think uh the preparation for that is what they filmed for the documentary pumping iron oh yeah but right after that he retired from competitive bodybuilding that was it that was the end of it so this is like right around the time that he's like at his peak i guess going out on top and um it did say that he returned Came out of retirement, classic. You know, you got to, like Michael Jordan, Mario Lemieux, Absolutely. you got to do that, right? You got to come out of retirement. Brett Favre. Uh, after he made Conan, the Barbarian, and he entered and won the 1980 contest. Legend. Wow. Can't, you know me, man. I can barely lift like a stack of toothpicks. Ah, uh, you're Mr. Universe to me. Oh, thanks. Well, uh, Roger Collard. And hope I'm pronouncing that right. Was uh, another one of the top bodybuilders of the era, and he was quoted in uh, Bodybuilding magazine that uh, he filmed in this movie. I don't know if he was an extra or maybe a featured player, but that the director Rafelson had to scream over the megaphone in one of the scenes that they were doing with extras. And I know I've seen at least one still where they did some stuff like um, I think in the middle of town, like they shot this in Birmingham, Alabama. But just telling people not to touch the bodybuilders. And it's just like people were rushing us, quote, even scratching us. 
Can't get enough wow. of these bodybuilders, man. There's something about it. I don't want to touch sweaty people. No, I don't. Yeah. So, yeah, as I mentioned, oddly enough, like this movie takes place in Birmingham, Alabama, and they shot uh, one of the locations was the Country Club of Birmingham in Alabama and around the city. Charles Gaines, the novelist you mentioned, mm -hmm. is from there and graduated from the Birmingham Southern College and found a nice article um, looking back, I think maybe on the 40th anniversary of this film and talking about... You know, just the uh, magnitude of, of a movie like that filming in Birmingham. There's not a ton of stuff that gets shot there. But yeah. um, this movie mentioned that one of the joys was seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger play the violin. And <laughs> I do think that that has something to do with his character in this movie. Not to spoil anything. Right. I but to the best the climax, of my knowledge, though. I don't know. Unless you know otherwise, I don't know that Schwarzenegger is just playing violin in his free time. Well, we'll find out, won't we? We will. But yes, yeah, so that came from uh, Birmingham Magazine, which is featured on AL.com. Uh, so this movie came out on April 25th. Uh, Jesus, what year was it? 76, sorry, yeah. yeah. In New York and then opened in Los Angeles on May 12th. Uh, I got a tagline here for you. The folks at the Olympic gym would like to invite you over for a little workout. Sounds it, kind of a, like an adult movie. It does a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, well, actually, there's a connection to adult film in a little bit. Fair enough. And here's another tagline. If you've got an appetite for life, stay hungry. Yeah, that's what you always say to me. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, this was also known as Mr. Universum in Germany and in West Germany. And... <laughs> Il Gigante della Strada in oh. Italy, which Google Translate says translates to the giant of the road. <laughs> okay. Which, uh, that is a cool title. I don't think it's probably an accurate translation of this movie, but we'll see. Maybe. Giant of the road. I like it. Uh, so they had a budget of $5 million and made $25 million at the box office. That ain't bad. Not bad. Yeah. So here's a top 10 from 76. You know, number oh, yeah. one. We've talked about this year before, but I'll just recap the top 10. Okay. 76. Oh, 76. 76 is Rocky. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Rocky, you got the uh, Streisand, the Star is Born, King Kong, Silver Streak, all the President's Men, the Omen, the Bad News Bears, the Enforcer. This was interesting. In Search of Noah's Ark. And this is a U.S. box office. Oh, wow. Which I was like, what is, what is In Search of Noah's Ark? And it appears it was like an evangelical documentary that was made um, that was kind of asserting that Noah's Ark was found in Turkey. This movie has made $55 million, Craig. Whoa. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, and Midway was number 10. So we did talk about this in our episode for Bugsy Malone. Mm -hmm. So you can check out the tee up for that one if you want more. But yes, uh, the Academy Awards that year were a Rocky and Network affair. Network mm -hmm. picked up quite a few. Schwarzenegger won a Golden Globe for this movie, Craig. Stay Hungry. Wow. They used to feature a category called Best Acting Debut, both for male and female. He obviously won the female. And um, what's interesting about this is you already mentioned it. He had already made a movie before. It wasn't actually his debut. He made Hercules in New York which I did not know this. Did you know that he's credited as a different name in that movie? I did not know that. 
Arnold Strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's not his voice in it, though, I think, either. Oh, really? Okay. I think. That's, maybe that's all he knew how to say in English at the time. Arnold maybe. Strong. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but he was also, I didn't know this. He's a henchman in the movie The Long Goodbye, the Altman film. I no idea about that. I know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, hes I don't know if he has a speaking part in that, but he's there. So that's not too bad. Must have, uh, I think, raised some nice eyebrows, perhaps, for his performance in this film. Mm -hmm. And they also picked up a nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay with the WGA Awards. Roger Ebert, three stars. Quote, the movie doesn't concern itself very much with plot. Like Rafelson's Five Easy Pieces and the underrated The King of Marvin Gardens, it introduces us to sharply defined, rather odd characters and then lets them mix it up. The movie is episodic, and some of the episodes are brilliant. When the movie's over, we're still not sure why it was made. Maybe it's a subtle comment on Southern class structure. Very subtle. But we've had fun, and so it appears has Rafelson. Hey, that's why we're here, right? Fun. That's Absolutely. I was going to call the movie Stay Fungry. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vincent Canby of the New York Times. Uh, similar, I think, in tone, perhaps, to Ebert. Maybe slightly more negative. Yeah. It's a quote, Stay Hungry, the new film directed by Bob Rafelson, isn't all bad. It just seems that way when it pretends to be more eccentric than it is and to have more on its mind than it actually does. Hmm. I, I read the whole review of the time. It wasn't that snarky, but right. anyway. So that's pretty much it. I don't know. I mean, it seems like definitely the movie has this uh, cult status now among like true diehard Schwarzenegger fans, right? Yeah. Um, as we mentioned, like this is sort of the big one pre-Conan um, and Terminator and all that stuff. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then for us movie nerds, Bob Rafelson, of course. So here's a little bit of miscellaneous trivia. And this was kind of in relation to the movie you already mentioned, but it's coming from uh, an article from the Aspen Times by Andrew Travers. And I think Rafelson has made his home in, in Aspen for quite some time. I mentioned, yeah, he was friends with Hunter S. Thompson. But in this article, and it was also a big part of the discussion in the Esquire piece on him recently, where he talked a lot about the film Mountains of the Moon, which you mentioned, which was from 1990. And part of it was, like, I think that is his, like, biggest disappointment and regret from his career um, is that this movie didn't find an audience. It supposedly was in theaters for one week and then basically disappeared. Yeah. To the extent that there's like literally only a pan and scan version available for rent even now, I think this oh, wow. article was written within the last year. But it was shot by Roger Deakins. Yeah, just crazy to think that there's a pan scan of anything that he's done just floating around, and that's the only way you can see it. I've been keeping an eye on this one since I read that piece, and I really am hoping it will pop up on streaming. But uh, so it said that, like, as a general rule in his career, he has made it a point to only attend one public screening of each of his films. And so it said that the initial screening for Mountains of the Moon was inauspicious. During the 1990 showing, he attended at the Ziegfeld Theater in New York. A woman vomited on him during a scene where a beetle crawls into one of the actors' ear. Quote, I thought, well, my one and only screening and I'm loaded with stink, he recalled. But I thought that was a great success that somebody had this kind of uncontrollable response. 
Rafelson is now working on a deal to give the film an art house re-release and possibly finally a watchable home video and streaming version. So fingers crossed for that. That'd be awesome. Uh, but there was more in this article about other screenings that he had. And so he did one in Aspen for Stay Hungry uh, in 1976 when he had finished cutting it. Um, and he said that one was interesting because someone handed out LSD to the audience. And so the feedback they got was, quote, less than useful, <laughs> which I would imagine <laughs> so. And then, so he did a screening of another film, which was apparently a porn and I saw something on his title. Let's see. I'm going to look real quick here because I think I found the title of it at least. Uh, where is it? Tales of Erotica. He did a segment called Wet. <laughs> which oh there's also he had done a short called Wet in 94. So, yeah, this would have been after Mountains of the Moon. And that's that's the point of where I'm, I'm headed with this. Um and then he's got a short on 2002 called porn.com. But anyway, so he said the project came during a period when he was blackballed from Hollywood following an alleged altercation with an executive on the set of the Robert Redford prison drama Brubaker. The exec, Richard Berger, claimed Rafelson assaulted him. Rafelson was fired as the film's director and effectively exiled from the business. It was four or five years before I could make a movie, he recalled. I was broke. I was blackballed even from the independents because they said I had an executive. Like I said, prickly pear, which yeah. I don't know. I can't remember if I've seen Brubaker or not, but I, I certainly am well aware of that film, that Redford film, yeah. which, man, that I, I wonder like, yeah, like how different the career would have gone had he finished that film and not had that sort of stain there of this accusation, which he doesn't, he says they said I hit an executive. He didn't say whether or not um, I didn't do it. But I also wanted to point out just last thing on Rafelson, looking at his filmography, he also directed the video All Night Long by Lionel Richie. What? Classic, yeah. Wow. Very weird, but all right. very proud. That's it. That's all I got. Um, yeah, he's. I, I definitely recommend if you're interested in the guy at all, uh, both that Esquire piece and that Aspen Times piece from the last couple of years, really fascinating reads. Seems like a very, very interesting character to this day. Hopefully he will get another shot at making another movie, or at the very least this Mountains of the Moon will, will find some nice version to... Um, massage our eyeballs with craig oh man yeah my my eyeballs could use it they're a little tense well stay hungry buddy um okay so yeah this is on amazon prime i hope you'll check it out and we'll be back next time to let you know what we thought of it hopefully it lives up to the uh iron pumping hype craig yes. any last words joe santo love it mm -hmm. bye <laughs>